Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to an all-new, brand-new Russell Wortham Show coming to you live, commercial-free from my super-secret back cave. Folks, we are back and back in the middle of greatness. I know that we are barreling towards February, but Happy New Year, I hope. That 2023 is going well for y'all. So insanely grateful uh, to uh, to be back. It has been, it's it's been a minute. Uh, So a lot to get through today. Uh, So if you are new, welcome on in. Come on in. Kick your feet up, get something to drink. Let's just have some fun. This is your one-stop shop for everything WWE. And uh, so if if you are a wrestling fan like I am, then hey, you have come to the right place. Now, as far as uh, how we do this show... I basically give you all a bit of a roadmap for you to follow. Now, a couple of caveats. One, normally we have uh, music and sound effects, but uh, yeah, that's not uh, quite uh, not quite set up. Uh, but I will be back uh, with all the bells and whistles and all that next week. So that's number one. And number two, this week is only, okay, this week is only going to be about the Royal Rumble coming up on Saturday night from San Antonio. So uh, next week, we will be back with Raw, NXT, and SmackDown uh, recaps. We'll talk about Raw 30. Uh, and uh, all that. So, that's pretty much uh, that. Now, as far as the uh, other thing I wanted to mention before uh, I get uh, into the show, or the other two things I should say, uh, one is that coming up on uh, next... Uh, not, uh, actually, yeah, so on, uh, February 12th, so that still is a little ways from now, but on February 12th, uh, I will be on with the Ladies of Queen's Takeover podcast, and, that is going to be just absolutely phenomenal. I was hoping to be on with them uh, the other day, uh, or on Sunday, I should say, uh, for their preview of the Royal Rumble, but uh, I was uh, in the throes of uh, having a uh, medical... Uh, problem. Uh, I had a, a partial blockage. Uh, my uh, my intestines uh, 
Um, and so had to get that all sorted out this week. But again, mark your calendars uh, for February 12th. Uh, that is when I'm going to be on. Now, the episode will not come out until the following Tuesday or that Tuesday. But uh, so insanely grateful for the opportunity to be a part of Queen's Takeover uh, again. So uh, certainly, certainly looking forward to that. Uh, <clears throat> and uh, the other thing uh, is that I just checked and I am now up to 26 countries. I mean, this thing is spreading. It is awesome. I'm up to 26 countries. Uh, I am uh, now in Nepal and in Spain. I mean, holy what? <laughs> I'm in Nepal and in Spain. Very grateful to everybody around the world that uh, listens to me on a weekly basis. So whether you listen to me on uh, iTunes, Spotify, uh, Google, or pretty much, you know, fill in the blank uh, podcast service, uh, I'm very, very, very grateful for you all. So uh, I thought that was super, super exciting. I, I was just geeked. The fact that I was in two more countries since we last talked. So, with all that in, uh, in mind, uh, let's go on with the, uh, with the uh, roadmap for this uh, first show of 2023, and that starts with the introduction. Now, this is basically where, uh, basically where I talk about <clears throat> anything, uh, <clears throat> me just in general, <clears throat> or, <clears throat> you know, just in general, or, um, just in general with, with wrestling. And then, uh, we do the main event where, uh, I talk about, again, normally I talk about Raw, NXT, SmackDown, and then if there is a pay-per-view or premium live event, if you want to call it, uh, that, uh, and then we do wrestling school. I do some thank yous. And then we go from there. Uh, this week, going to be a little bit of a stripped down version. Uh, like I said, not going to talk about uh, the uh, previous week in Raw, uh, NXT, or SmackDown. Uh, and... Uh, also, we're going to uh, forego uh, wrestling school, but all those things will be back next week. So, uh, just going to give you all a bit of fair warning, fair heads up and all that. 
So let's start with the introduction. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of things that um, are, are going through my mind. Um, one is non-wrestling. The other is about WWE. So let's just go with the non-wrestling first. Um, during this time off, I have seen uh, just a, a few amazing, amazing uh, shows um, that are brand new, and I'm so excited about it. I, I honestly am excited for these shows. Uh, the first show I want to talk about is Velma from... Uh, Warner Brothers Discovery, it's on uh, HBO Max, and it is an updated uh, origin story for Mystery Inc., uh, a.k.a. Scooby-Doo, and I just wanted to say that I'm, 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 I'm really perplexed. I'm 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 extraordinarily perplexed by the vitriol that I've been hearing and and, and seeing uh, on on you know social media and, and, and the like about the show. Now, I don't know if these are you know two of the reasons why people don't like it, but a lot of people have come out and said, "Ah, oh, I don't like Velma. Oh, I don't like Velma. Uh, there's like a 5%, you know, uh, audience approval rating on Rotten Tomatoes for Velma. I don't understand that. Here are my two, I guess you could say, educated guesses as to why people don't like the show. Well, first one is the maturity level. If you've seen the show, you know what I'm talking about. They deal with um, adult themes. It's violent, more violent than uh, Scooby-Doo has, you know, ever been. Um, it's you know, it is gory, and there is. Uh, some uh, nudity. Not saying that, you know, not saying that there there's not those things. And there are some uh, moments of uh, coarse language. So, that is obviously different than what other people have uh, thought about when it comes to Scooby-Doo in the past. And, look, I'm not a parent, okay? I'm not a parent. But I will say this. If you are that worried about um, people or your your kids watching the show, um, it's not. It's not a kid's show. <laughs> it is not a kid's show. It, it just isn't. Um, 
And so if people are worrying about that, I, I, can, I can understand that. But, I, I mean, yeah, it, it, it deals with mature subject matter. Now, the one thing that I'm, I'm kind of having a hard time with when it comes to the maturity um, and the topics that they discuss and, and all that is that there are people that watched back in the day, watched Avatar, The Last Airbender, watched The Legend of Korra, and they're like, oh my gosh, this is like not one of the greatest cartoons of all time. It's one of the greatest shows of all time. And those dealt with some pretty heavy issues too. Grief, loss, depression, PTSD, dare I say, assault. Um, I mean, those dealt with some pretty heavy topics. I didn't hear anybody say, oh my gosh, this is, this is just really intense, it's really mature, oh my gosh, and freaking out. I didn't hear anybody say anything of that nature. So for now, people, some people, not everybody, some people to say, well, you know, this is just too mature and, and, and I don't like that. Okay, yes, and what did you say about Avatar? What did you say about uh, Legend of Korra? Yeah, just just saying. The other uh, hypothesis, the other educated guess that I have is people are like, oh, uh, oh my gosh, like Shaggy's black and Daphne's Asian and... Uh, Velma is Indian, as in from, you know, uh, you know, having, you know, uh, a uh, family uh, history from, from India, and, 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 oh my gosh, and I'm thinking, again, I go back to the legend of Korra, who had depictions of Asians, and you know, of Asians and uh, of indigenous peoples. Did not hear one peep. Did not hear one peep. I didn't hear anybody complain about the diversity there. Legend of Korra, same thing. Depictions of, 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 of Asian people. Um, depictions of indigenous people did not hear one peep about that. The, on, on both shows, there was a blind person for Pete's sakes, and people were like, oh my gosh, that's like real diversity. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. And now, all of a sudden, people, some, some people are freaking out that Shaggy is black and Daphne is Asian 
and Velma is Indian. Makes no sense to me. Absolutely no sense. I'm like, are you kidding me with this? <laughs> I mean, okay. So now we're going to get upset about those things. Cool. Alright. So, again, those are just my two hypotheses. I don't know if those are accurate. I, I don't know. But I will say this. Instead of criticizing a show, why don't people just watch it? If it's not really that great of a show, then okay, fine. I've watched the first episode. I thought it was a decent show. And I thought it was a smart retelling of the origin story of Mystery Incorporated. I really do think that was a smart play. So again, if, if y'all are worried about the tone and the violence and the sex and, and all that, hey, you know what? It's not for kids. And if some of y'all are upset about the racial diversity, I'm thinking... Well, I didn't hear anybody complain about Avatar, Last Airbender. I didn't hear anybody complain about uh, Legend of Korra. So, just please give it a chance. If you honestly don't like it after watching the episodes, that's fine. That's fine. But please just watch it. All right. So that's about Velma. Now, next one is that 90s show. And I've only seen the first episode, so I won't give up too much about what, what happened. But, you know, it's just a really good show. There is a reason why Netflix has that 90s show at number one. Because of uh, just... How, how good it is. There's a lot of great callbacks. There are people that come back from uh, that 70s show. But once it establishes that, um, they don't bang you over the head with nostalgia. You know, they have the callbacks, they have the cameos, but then, you know, it's like, okay, now now we're going to have, you know, uh, teens, like actual like teens deal with, you know, stuff that they were going through in, in the 1990s, you know. Um, so I, I, I don't know. I, I think it is a great show. Um... And, yeah, so, yeah, just check it out. It, it's really amazing. Uh, final show is uh, the, well, some have called it a new boot, um, but um, the relaunch, if you will, of Night Court on 
Peacock. Again, I won't give up Roy uh, anything. If you've seen the show, you know what I'm talking about. It's just a really cute, smart, funny, charming show. Uh, there, there are bits of nostalgia throughout throughout the whole thing. They don't bang you over the head with it, and um, they don't try to say, okay, well, we have to be exactly like, you know, the night court of, you know, throughout the the, the, the mid, you know, to, to late, you know, uh, 1980s, early 1990s, um, it, it's, it's something that is building upon that legacy. So, it, you know, and each episode is only about 20, 25 minutes. Um, so it's, it's not a, it's not a real, like, you know, uh, strong, you know, task to, to, to watch. And there's only three episodes out now. So, you know, uh, I think that they're, they meaning, uh, Peacock, I think they're doing something very smart and saying, okay, we're going to do this on a weekly basis, um, and again, I, I won't give up too much, but it's just a really, really, really fun show, um, so, um, yeah, uh, the only thing I, I, I'm a little hesitant about is, you know, the, you know, sounds like can laugh track throughout the whole thing. But if you, if you can, if you can ignore that, if you can ignore the laugh track and Hey, look, if it's not a laugh track, I apologize. Uh, but you know, if you can get past the laugh track, it is a fun very uh, smart show. So that is uh, pretty much what I'm, uh, what I've been watching. Uh, finally, in the introduction, and um, look, a lot of been a uh, lot's been said about you know Vince coming back and all the changes and you know, people being kicked off or leaving WWE um, since Vince McMahon's, um, you know, returns to the company. I won't get into any of that, at least not today. But I will say this. Um, we have, uh, let me see if I can pull this up really quickly. So, uh, a lot, lots been said about the possible uh, suitors for WWE in purchasing them. Now, this is not everybody, but these are the top five uh, media companies that uh, can uh, buy them. Now, I'm going to put on my best Rick, uh, Rick D's or Casey Kasem 
impression. Uh, and I'm going to go from five to number one in terms of... Now, this is total assets, okay? So this is, this is everything that these companies have. Um, and I want to give you the pros and the cons of each one of these uh, places buying out WWE. So, uh, at number five, Warner Brothers Discovery with a total asset, uh, total of uh, $34 billion with a B in the bank. So, they could easily... Uh, do this now what are the pros the pros are that um, Warner Brothers Discovery uh, already has um, AEW in their portfolio they could say you know come on in WWE Um, they have a streaming service that they could put um, WWE, you know, in in as as a hub uh, on on their platform, and like I said, they're well funded. Here are the cons about this. First of all, <clears throat> um, you have. Uh, the fact that I don't think Vince McMahon would want to be run by the same people that he basically uh, ran out, ran out, ran off of of, of wrestling twenty some odd years ago um, in Warner Brothers Discovery. Um, I, that would be that'd be ironic. Um, there's number one. Number two, the fact that uh, Warner would have two of the biggest wrestling uh, companies in their portfolio, and I don't know what kind of antitrust you know laws they'd have to go through. I I I, I don't know about any of that. But three is that there were uh, some people at Warner, don't know who, but there were some people at Warner that did not want to do a tribute to uh, Jay Briscoe. Uh, Jay uh, unfortunately passed away uh, not too long ago from a, a car crash. And a lot of people, uh, myself included, were just shocked. Uh, The guy was only 38. My gosh, he was only 38. And, um, but there there are some people at Warner that were kind of cringing because of what Jay Briscoe said over a decade ago, I guess he had some um, anti-LGBTQ plus um, things that he said on Twitter that he has since um, disavowed. 
uh, that he has since apologized for, and that he has tried to really um, educate himself on on these on these issues. Again, I don't know who had a problem with a uh, Jay Briscoe uh, tribute on AEW, but that's Warner Brothers Discovery. Next up, number four is Disney, two hundred four billion in total assets. Uh, The pros, well, you have uh, streaming service. Well, you have a, a, a number of streaming services. You've got uh, Hulu. You've got uh, ESPN Plus. You've got Disney Plus. Uh, like I said, they they have the money. Um, they have the money. <clears throat> they uh, are in Orlando, or at least Disney World is in Orlando. And so maybe you could have a physical Hall of Fame built on the property of Disney World for WWE. You could have meet and greets uh, from uh, NXT, from uh, Raw, from SmackDown. Um, And so I, I, I really think those things could... Uh, be be huge assets for Disney. Now, what are the uh, cons for Disney? Well, it's about scheduling. Because if we're talking about Monday nights, you've got uh, Monday Night Raw, but that goes up against Monday Night Football on... Uh, you know, every weekend uh, during the uh, late spring, throughout the the fall and and, and the winter. So there's that conflict. The other conflict is on Saturday nights with um, with. Um, College football, especially college football, uh, in um, the fall and the winter. That you know that that's gonna be clashing, and also uh, the Bachelor franchise. So Bachelor, Bachelor in Paradise, Bachelorette. Um, so. There's going to be, you know, some some scheduling conflicts, but you know, I think Disney has a good chance at things. Uh, and at number three is Comcast, uh, with two hundred seventy six billion dollars, and with that, uh, you already have the tape library. Uh, in with Peacock, uh, you already have Monday Night Raw on uh, USA. 
Well, and and NXT on 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 USA. Uh, so they already have everything just right set up for WWE. Now, where is the con, or what's the con to having uh, Comcast uh, buy out WWE? Um, it comes from the next day rights, broadcasting rights. Right now, that's run through Hulu. Uh, and that's majority owned by Disney. So, I mean, it's not impossible, but we'll see what happens uh, with, uh, with that. <clears throat> Next up uh, at number two is Amazon. $421 billion in total assets. Unlike Disney and Comcast, they have no scheduling um, uh, conflicts. You can put it very easily on their service, on their streaming service. And uh, so I, I think that that would be amazing. The only problem I have with Amazon is that the uh, that the menu, that the interface is not exactly uh, user friendly. I mean, it is, but it's not. And so I think, and I say that because it's not like, you know, Okay, here's movies, here's sports, here's television, here's documentaries. I mean, it's just pretty much just all just like right there, you know. Um, the other thing that I would be a little concerned about is... Um, that uh, even though Jeff Bezos is no longer the CEO of of Amazon, I I, <laughs> I don't know what um, Vince McMahon's uh, uh, relationship is with with Jeff, with Jeff Bezos. I don't think he would want to work for Jeff Bezos. Um, so that's. I guess a bit of a minor con, um, but it, it's still there. And finally, to uh, wrap up the uh, the introduction uh, is uh, the public investment fund uh, from Saudi Arabia. Um, $620 billion total assets, so they could buy it, like, no problem. The pros for WWE, well, it would be a straight cash grab. In terms of Vince, he could run the company. Again, he could be the CEO. He could be the... uh, head of board directors. He would uh, be able to run creative again. 
I mean, he he would be able to do that. Now, where are the cons? Well, two big cons. One is that Saudi Arabia's um, human rights record, just in general, it is just not great. Um, it just isn't. And, uh, I mean, there's the murder of Jamal Khashoggi. And that's been hanging over uh, Saudi Arabia since that all went down. And I don't know if WWE would want to be um, uh, tied in with all that. So, uh, those are the five top uh, suitors for WWE. Now, any sale will not be finalized, it sounds like, until at least SummerSlam in the uh, summer, later this summer. So we will uh, see about that. Right, well, that is the uh, extended uh, introduction. Uh, so we will be right back with the main event. Don't go anywhere. All right, folks, we are back with the main event. And this week is the Royal Rumble. And as of Saturday night, folks, I get goosebumps every time I see or or, uh, say this, every time somebody says this. Uh, And if you don't get goosebumps, ah, I don't know what to tell you, (laughs) but come Saturday night, we will finally, finally be on the road to WrestleMania, and uh, that is just absolutely amazing. So we have the Royal Rumble coming up uh, on Saturday night from San Antonio, Texas. Check your local listings, as they say. And uh, so, let's go through the uh, lineup for Saturday night. You got the men's Royal Rumble match. You got the women's Royal Rumble match. We'll talk about those in just a bit. The next matchup is Bray Wyatt versus L.A. Knight in a Mountain Dew Pitch Black match. Now, I don't know much about the match. I don't know if it's going to be a cinematic match. Um, WWE has only said that they've been uh, working with like neon elements. So, you know, I don't know how this all you know, pairs up. Uh, I'm a little worried about this match for for the same reason on, on both ends. Is that uh, Bray Wyatt just came back to the company. And uh, to, to my knowledge, this is going to be his first match. 
back. Um, and so I don't know if he can afford a loss. L.A. Knight is trying to get, you know, on, on, on the map, get on the board. I don't know if he can afford a loss. So those are the two that I'm just kind of like, eh, this could go either way. Uh, next up, Roman Reigns with Paul Heyman versus Kevin Owens in uh, just a singles match for the undisputed WWE Universal Championship. And hey, look, if this is anything like last year with their epic, and I mean their epic, epic, uh, uh, no-holds-barred, uh, last man standing match. I mean, buckle up. This is going to be awesome. Now, normally I don't, if it's just a one-on-one match, you know, I, 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 I don't, you know, or just like a regular tag match, I, I, I don't give predictions. But like Paul Heyman says, this is not a prediction. This is a spoiler. Um, I don't see Kevin Owens winning on Saturday night. Why? Well, if you believe the narrative uh, that uh, just before Vince left uh, WWE this past uh, summer, uh, just after uh, SummerSlam, uh, the narrative has been that he made Paul Levesque, a.k.a. Triple H, promise that uh, Roman Reigns would not lose that title until WrestleMania. By my rough, crude math, we are still uh, over uh, two months away from WrestleMania. So, again, this is not a prediction. It's a spoiler, and Kevin Owens will not come out as your new undisputed WWE Universal Champion, sorry, will not happen. Hey, maybe it will, but I I just don't think that it will. And then finally, Bianca Belair, uh, the Raw Women's Champion versus Alexa Bliss. Now, that's going to be a heck of a match. So let's go back up top to um, to um, the uh, Royal Rumble. On the men's side, you have half the slots already filled. Um, <clears throat> my guess is that they're going to freeze the field um, until we get to Saturday night so that we have uh, 
you know, some surprises to look forward to. Maybe a few more people will come in on uh, SmackDown. But here are the people that have declared already. Uh, Kofi Kingston, Santos Escobar, and Ricochet. Then the next group up uh, was from um, the uh, Raw brand, uh, Austin Theory, Seth freaking Rollins, a.k.a. Colby, Bobby Lashley, the almighty Bobby Lashley, and Baron Corbin. Uh, next up, you have Rey Mysterio and Gunther, a.k.a. Walter. <clears throat> now, these next two, one was a huge surprise, the other was like, oh, okay. The surprise is Cody Rhodes. That's right. That Cody Rhodes, the American Nightmare Cody Rhodes is back. And uh, I thought, okay, well, if he's not going to be there for the Rumble, he certainly is going to be there for uh, WrestleMania. So there's that. And then there's uh, uh, Omos. And then the final group to declare for right now, Drew McIntyre, Sheamus, Braun Strowman, and Karrion Cross. So again, we have half the field declared um, for the men. Uh, like I said, we might get a few more, maybe five more. Um, now, I, I have no information. I have no reporting. I, this is just a, just a, just a guess, okay? Uh, we might get five more people, up to five more people uh, on Friday uh, to round out the field. Uh, or at least to have it more rounded out. And then we have, you know, 10, uh, ten uh, different uh, uh, surprises to, to look forward to on Saturday night. Now we go off to the women, and this is really, really, really just depressing. Uh, because it just feels like, okay, what the heck's going on here? Uh, only seven of the 30 have been, uh, have been uh, announced. So, we start off with uh, Liv Morgan on SmackDown. Then on Raw, you had Candice LeRae and Rhea Ripley. And the other four that have uh, declared are uh, Raquel Rodriguez, Shayna Baszler, Zelina Vega, 
And just the other day, Emma, the returning Emma. So we only have seven. Um, it just feels like, okay, well, why has it only been seven? Um, are they trying to keep the other slots like surprises or what's what's going to happen now because these are multi-person matches i will give you now obviously we don't know everybody you know in in, in the field uh for saturday night but i will give you my winner for each one of these and these are pretty predictable uh picks uh, on the men's side, it's Cody Rhodes. It, it, the story is just there. The story is just there. Um, so it's Cody's to, you know, it's Cody's to lose. If I had to pick a backup, it'd be Drew McIntyre, because again, there is a built-in story with the Bloodline with Roman Reigns. Uh, going back to Clash at the Castle and, and you know, that whole thing. On the women's side, it's Rhea Ripley. I just I think it's Rhea Ripley and a ba- you know a backup. Even though she's kind of been struggling, um, to to kind of you know get get going on on the main roster, but Raquel Rodriguez. So those are my four picks, uh, two on the men's side, two on the women's side. So we will see what happens. Now, there's been um, a lot of talk about Chelsea Green uh, showing up. There's been a lot of uh, speculation about her husband, Matt Cardona, who uh, just uh, uh, filed for trademarks for his old gimmick. Of Zack Ryder, uh, of woo woo woo, you know it, um, and yeah, uh, but Matt Cardona has said, "I'm not coming back as Zack Ryder." Mm-mm, no, I'm not going. If I come, if if I come back, I'm coming back as Matt Cardona. So yeah. Um, now those are two that are pretty much like, yeah, that's a safe bet that they're going to be coming back. Another couple that this could go either way. This could go either way. Is uh, CM Punk and AJ Lee, AJ Menendez, um... I say it could go either way for, for, for two reasons. One, you know, whether or not um, uh, Punk could get out of his contract with AEW. Uh, but, you know, and uh, AJ is a producer of... Uh, women of wrestling, so I don't think she necessarily needs, you know, permission um, to to 
you know, to come to the Rumble. I mean, can you imagine the pop? Can you imagine the ovation for either one of those two? Holy smokes. Now, here's where this could get a little dicey. And that's Vince McMahon. Because it was Vince who fired Punk on his wedding day. I mean, are you kidding me with this? <laughs> are you kidding? So, now that Vince is back as at least the chairman of the board um, of WWE, could that complicate things? Um, Dax Harwood was saying on, on his podcast that, yeah, now that Vince is back, that's going to put a bit of a wrench in FTR coming back to WWE. Uh, because uh, apparently Vince was not a fan of FTR. So, and there has been talk of um, Tony Khan saying, I'm putting uh, these negotiations on ice. So, uh, with, you know, with, with Punk. So, it sounds like he didn't let him out of his contract. So, I would be extraordinary. If you would have said mm, a month ago, two months ago, if you would have said CM Punk and the Rumble, I'd be like, yeah, uh, yeah. But um, now with Vince coming back, I put it at a 5% chance that Punk comes back this Saturday night at the Rumble. I could be wrong. Could be wrong. But I don't think it's very likely. So uh, that is the uh, Royal Rumble. Um, now, maybe today or tomorrow, so either today or tomorrow, but I'm going to do a very special watch-along with y'all uh, with the greatest Royal Rumble ever. And I'm not talking about the Saudi Arabia one. I'm talking about the 1992 Royal Rumble, which just with the amount of star power in there, Holy dang, that was the greatest Royal Rumble ever. So, we will uh, do a watch long with the uh, greatest Royal Rumble again, either today or uh, tomorrow. So, that is the Royal Rumble uh, preview. Uh, I wish that they would have the Usos defending the tag titles. Um, maybe we'll get that before Saturday, but I kind of doubt it. Um, so that is, uh, that. So, um, going to uh, take uh, one final quick break, 
come back with some thank yous and then we will be done for this first show of 2023 do not go anywhere all right, folks, we are back with the thank yous. And uh, again, I'm so extraordinarily grateful for everybody that listens to me on a weekly basis. Uh, you can listen to me on uh, Apple, iTunes, Spotify, Google. Uh, I am on uh, TuneIn. Uh, pretty much wherever you can find me, uh, you can listen on a weekly basis, uh, so I'm very grateful for everybody that has taken a uh, chance on this year's show. Extremely grateful to uh, my usual uh, help in terms of uh, music and the sound effects and Vado elements. Uh, hey, you've heard me say this before. If you have a presentation, a project, a YouTube channel, or a podcast, or you just want to have some royalty-free uh, music, go to Envato Elements. Um, they have a ton of great media for you to uh, watch, listen to, uh, and, and, and use. Now, you do need to um, pay for it. You can either pay month to month or do like I do and pay uh, in uh, a one-time, well, once a year, I should say, uh, uh, some. But for everything that you get, trust me, folks, it is worth it. And then finally, folks, we have... Uh, the uh, good folks over at OneStopWrestling.com. This is a uh, website uh, by wrestling fans for wrestling fans. If you like WWE, New Japan, uh, the indie circuit, uh, AEW Impact, Whatever you like, trust me, is there at OneStopWrestling.com. Uh, we have blogs. We have YouTube uh, uh, content. We have great podcasts like myself and Queen's Takeover, uh, amongst many, many others. Uh, so go to uh, OneStopWrestling.com, all one word, OneStopWrestling.com, you will not be disappointed. So, that is the very first show of 2023. Uh, hope that y'all have fun on Saturday night. Uh, hope that uh, there's going to be a, a lot of good surprises. Uh, now, uh, coming up on next week's show... Uh, I'm going to talk uh, more about Jerry Briscoe's uh, passing. I'm going to talk uh, more on Vince McMahon's um, story. And I'm going to um, give my thoughts, my reviews on 
the great Muda's uh, final matches of his career. And uh, so that is uh, what's coming up next week, as well as uh, Raw, NXT, SmackDown, and we will be reviewing the <clears throat> Royal Rumble. Uh, wrestling School comes back. And so much more. So, until I see you guys uh, next week. This is Russell Wortham. And as always, just like the Beatles saying all those many, many years ago, love is all you need. I will see you guys next week. <laughs>